Can you tell me about your dad? You're awesome. Dada. Dada. Mace, say daddy. 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 The heart. I like how you like cars. What's your favorite thing to do with daddy? When we build snowman together. Ooh. Remember we built one together? I do. With balloons. I like that you always have fun with me. What's something kind of hard about your dad? Getting frustrated. <laughs> when you told me what to do and I don't want to do it. Yeah, that's hard. Yeah. I feel like I love you. I love you. Hi, I'm Justin, girl dad of two. And I'm Freddie, boy dad of three. We're two friends on a mission to be the best dads possible. While leaving a record for our kids to know who we are in the season of our lives. Welcome to the Love Dad Podcast. Hello, hello. Hey, hey Justin. Man. How are we doing? Oh, we're hanging in there, buddy. How are you? <laughs> uh... Also, also hanging in there. Yeah. Nice. It's just nice. one of those, I think it's just one of those seasons of life where uh, if one kid's not sick, it's another one. I think you probably know what I'm talking about. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I think February is just, it's just a rough month. I don't know. Unless, I don't know. Someone can let me know where you live, where February is just perfect, but it just feels like February is dark and cold, and it's not spring, and it's not winter, really, and everyone seems to get sick, and I don't know. It's just a, it's a rough month. What's funny about it is, is it felt actually until this last week pretty fine, totally fine, actually. Uh, we've had quite a bit of clear days. It's been cold, but it's been clear. It snowed this week, uh, which was kind of wild. <laughs> Um, and it would, but like, so the weather's just been all over the place. Like real the, snow? Like, like a half inch. stuck? Yeah, stayed stuck for like a day. Um, okay. I, I still made it to work. So it wasn't that crazy. Right. The roads were fine by the time the sun came up kind of a deal. But it, Jordan and I looked out front out the window and we we're like, what's wrong with the ground? It's, oh, it's snow <laughs> on the ground. That's not just white ground. It's, it's snow. Yeah. That's hilarious. Yeah. How's the week been? Um, been a good week. Been a good week. Uh, my dad was in town. Uh, so it was fun having him here with the boys. Um, and then people are just starting to get sick, man. And they're dropping off like flies. So the two big boys have kind of gone through it. But Maze is probably the worst. He's been sick for like three days now. And it's just hard when they're that little, you know? Yes. They're that yes. little and... And uh, Katie is out of town, kind of doing a uh, the getaway sort of thing that you did for Jordan a few weeks back. So she's out seeing her sister. Wonderful. And, which is fantastic. Super excited. I have a, a sick baby. <laughs> yeah. And, <laughs> yeah. That, that, was, that was a very nice way. Yeah. Yep. It's wonderful. Yep. It's wonderful. But. A sick, a sick baby. And, <laughs> And and work to do, so it, it's yeah. been uh, it was an interesting day today. And then uh, I just got to make it through tomorrow. Tomorrow's Friday, um, and we'll be all gold. It'll be great. So yeah, yeah it's the same thing. Like everything is just fine. We went to 
small group last night, which was good. Um, but Jordan had this feeling before she left. She didn't say nothing, but she had this feeling before she left. She's like, I don't know if we should bring these kids to small group. Briar's been oh, a little no. bit iffy, like just kind of on edge. And Layla's had some stomach issues, not feeling that great. Yeah, there's fine. Their energy's fine. They're doing okay. We went and uh, Briar apparently screamed with the babysitter for like an hour. And then they finally texted, like, Briar's crying. Jordan goes and gets her. <laughs> and she's like, hiccuping. She's like, <laughs> oh, no. It's like, yeah, it was like the worst. Yeah. It's like, oh, sweetheart. If she's crying for more than 10 minutes, you got to just come and let us. If Like that, like that level of crying, just come get us. You know, it's not a big deal. Don't. I feel bad for the 16-year-olds that are doing the church babysitting or whatever. Yeah. It's like, I, I <laughs> Not get getting it. paid enough for this. You're doing your job and you want to do a great job, but like really, truly, it is fine if you just let us know and she doesn't scream. <laughs> yeah, we, our church, our church sent out a, uh, a notice. Apparently, whatever, whatever my kids got's going around because we, <laughs> the, the like head of our uh, children sent something out that's like, hey, just remember our illness policy. Which, yeah. It's hilarious. The church has an illness policy, but they're like, hey, if your baby's got a fever or like all these symptoms and apparently there was two kids there who had pink eye and then oh. I, picked, I picked up Brooks from school today and two kids in his class had pink eye. There's a lot of doo-doo going around Tennessee yeah, right know. now, apparently. I don't um, know what's going on there. <laughs> and so it's, I've never I've never got that formal like, hey, don't bring your kid if they're sick. But part of it's like if you have more than two kids – or if you have two kids or more, one of them's like always sick yes. from October to March. Just like, yeah, pretty we, much. What are we not going to do nothing? <laughs> it's like, yeah, take a, take a calculated Jordan, risk here. <laughs> yeah. Jordan, Jordan has drawn that parallel and she's like, she's like, do we, what do we skip? What do we skip to give them a few days of not, of not getting sick? Is it, do we skip? Church this week? Do we skip school this week? Do we skip? What are we skipping? What are we skipping right. so these kids don't bring home germs? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. And it's like you take – the what happened to you guys, it sounds like it, it's very rare where it's like, oh, you kind of are questioning it and then it ends up like, oh, yep, shouldn't have done it. Like Usually it's like, oh, they made it or they're fine or the other kids are feeling the same way too. And I don't know. Considering that – Last night, Jordan and I had some 4.30 in the morning cleanup that we had to do with Layla. Uh, uh, yeah, it was nice. – we won't go into details. It was no good. Oh, uh, nice. It was, uh, it was a walk-in and have to uh, make sure I'm breathing through my mouth kind of experience. Um, <laughs> oh, no. So, yeah, it's not ideal. Uh, so, yeah, it's, it's like, man, sometimes we sacrifice listening to our gut because – we just want to do something with yeah. adults. It's like a social. <laughs> just, just anything with adults. Like, no, it's fine. The kids are fine. Don't worry about it. <laughs> right. It's like, no, they. We should have not brought them with us. Yeah, and it's like, how do you, how do we build our life, our schedule, our our, you know, how our, everything moves in our household around kids and our desires and the kids' desires and schedules and needs and you know, it's just a lot's going on. A lot of things are going <laughs> yeah uh not working against us i don't i don't want to say that but it's like yeah you really have to be intentional about it or life will happen to you instead of you happening to life which is 
kind of what I'm excited to talk to you today about, Justin. Talk to you today about, wow, I sounded like your teacher. Justin, uh, today I'm going to talk to you about... Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'll, I'm be, excited I'll, be, ready. I'll dis- be taking really good notes, I promise. Yeah, yeah you better bring a big pad because you boys <laughs> got knowledge. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm, oh, man. Hey, Justin, you know what I'm excited to talk with you today about? Yeah, what? (laughs) (laughs) Um, How we kind of build our schedules around this and what it looks like to build healthy habits for the family to operate at its best, operate at its peak or whatever that is. I don't know if you've ever experienced that, you and Jordan and the girls or... Peak performance. Peak performance or if you guys have this kind of goals that like, hey, if we can get to to these sort of things, this will work well or, or what, but yeah, what kind of habits or goals are you guys working on? Or have, have you been thinking about as a dad of implementing into your children's lives or your household lives to make, to make things run smoother? Yeah. And more intentionally, uh, that's a, that's a good thing to think through my, I think that what's interesting about it is like, I've been doing goals personally for a long time. My dad has been a pretty big goal setter, at least, at least for the last twenty or so years, at least. Um, and usually, I've tried to participate in some form or fashion, whether it's uh, from our church and the way that my dad has done it is he's focused it around Luke two fifty two in the way that Jesus grew wisdom, stature, favor with God, favor with man. So he would do, you know, some sort of mental goal, some sort of physical goal some sort of relational goal and some sort of spiritual goal um, or sets of them. I tried to do the same thing and uh, it was great in my twenties. I am finding that setting goals in that same manner today is more challenging and less attainable and more depressing when you get to like 30% instead of 80% of your goals or whatever. (laughs) So that's something that I'm excited to talk about too, because it's, it's kind of an active conversation for me right now. An active thought process is um, we, I think there's some things, some habits that we have that go really well uh, and are habits or traditions or whatever you want to call them that we do in our little small family unit that I love. And there are some things that it's like, man, I just look and I know that there's got to be, there's got to be a better way, a better habit to to get set up for me as a dad or for us as a family. What about you? What's your history there? For a long time, goals for me was just like throwing impossible things out there. Uh, what do they call them? B-hags, big, hairy, audacious goals or whatever. Mm, just yeah. throwing like big things out there and then just like being disappointed for <laughs> most of the time. And it didn't, it didn't happen until I was in probably my mid twenties. And I went to a conference where this, guy just talked about goals um, and how to set them and how he set them and all these things that he does. And uh, he does one, adds one goal a year to however old he is. So he was like 60 something. So he had 60 some goals that year. So I just kind of took that and ran with it. I was like, all right, this makes it a little easier. I'll just do like 20. I think it was like 26 goals this year. And the big things that he taught and and I really took to heart was it has to be measurable. You yeah. have to write a goal that's measurable and like like hey I want to get to know my oldest more or something like that and it's like nah it's not a goal. And that might work for some people for me it just didn't 
because it was like, how do I measure it? How do I know if I'm doing it or not? And not to get legalistic about it, but if I'm going to say, hey, I really want to be able to know my children more, okay, how do I do that? And for me, uh, on my goals, I have to date each boy, you know, to take them out on a date one-on-one, just just me and me and them. And I just throw a number at that. Like what sounds like, like I'm not going to date them more than my wife. Sorry, boys. Right. There's, there's three of you and one of her. So, so it just became, you know, like one boy once a month, which works out fine because there's three of them. So quarterly, quarterly. Yep. Once a quarter, they get to go out. So that's the current goal. And that's the tough part is like not knowing is that enough or not enough? I don't know. But if if you don't do anything, then there's nothing to measure against. So that was my biggest thing for goals and not just out, outside of my family. Like it has to be measurable and um, you have to kind of look at it and keep track of it. I don't do the best of it. it. You're right. When I was a younger man, it felt a lot better. Not better. It felt easier to put stuff up there and be like, all right, I'm going to look at this every night and I'm going to do it. And then you get a little bit older and life gets a little bit more... I'm looking at things on the ground at 4.30 in the morning rather than <laughs> at a goal sheet or something like that. Right. Yeah. Right. Exactly. And I think that that's, that's definitely a thing for me that I've been thinking about a lot is like, okay, there's got to be a middle ground between very abstract goals with no measurability and having 33 goals that I'm never going to hit all of. Like I'm just not right. going to in this season. And so that's something that I've been thinking about quite a bit, especially since we said we were going to chat about this today is, all right, I did not do a good job of setting goals for this year at all. Uh, I have a couple of things that I are important to me that are a little bit measurable, but I don't have, I don't have them all in the right categories, I don't think. Um, and so I've been thinking about a lot of my goals surrounding what we were just talking about creating an environment of healthy habits for our family and what does that look like and how do I set that example as the dad when my kids see me when my wife sees me is this a am I starting the right way and am I finishing the right way and am I doing my best to to proceed with the right example in the middle but starting well and ending well is like a a really big part of what I've been thinking about quite a bit so, like, for uh, for Christmas, I got my dad a men's devotional, and I got myself one, too. Um, and it's just a 365-day daily bread. I think it's called Stand Strong Daily Devotional. And I've been pretty hit or miss in, in reading it in the mornings because, uh, man, it can be hard. This morning, I did not read it, as an example, because, uh, you know, 4.30 a.m. killed my rhythm a little bit. And that's uh, that is an excuse, absolutely, because I could have done it. But that's something I've been thinking about quite a bit is like, man, I'm not starting right. And we talked about this a few weeks ago, but if I'm not starting right, like I'm just on the wrong foot. I'm off balance from my first step. And it's going to take me a lot longer to get to a place where I can be patient or empathetic (laughs) or uh, I can see my kids or my coworkers or my wife through the lens of they are children of God. <laughs> I tend to see them as problems in my life uh, or things that are causing me guff right in that moment versus children of the Lord. And so those are that's probably number one for me is one of the habits that I'm working on building is give, waking up early enough to start the right way. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's super important. And I feel the same same way about it. And I, for me, I can 
I can start bad and recover pretty easily. Like I'm not, I know for some people it's like, oh man, if everything goes wrong in the morning, like their whole day's ruined. I'm not that way. Absolutely. Me neither. Thankfully. I don't think that's, I don't like, I don't think that's anything other than just personality. But I know that for some people it's like, it really is, man. If the day's not starting out well, it just seems to stack one thing on to another, onto another. And so, but what is important and is exactly what you said is, I wake up every single day and it's like my first thoughts about me and me and me and me and my stuff and my work or my job and my responsibilities and all this stuff. And if I don't slow down, like you're saying, to take that time to to do a devotional or to pray or to just reflect or think about what's really going on and what's really important, you start your day off with a lot of you and you and by me, (laughs) by you, I mean me. Yeah, and me, yeah, and, right. me <laughs> and me treats people like a nuisance if I don't have a good remembrance of what's really going on here and why I'm here and and all these things. So yeah. for me, it's like it is is that daily reminder that I'm not as big as I think I am. I'm not as important as I think I am. Like all these things, and it's from that place where I'm able to love better not perfect obviously but love and be more patient better and it's something where once you've done it just a couple of times i don't know if, what have you experienced like it doesn't take long like the first day you do it no. or the, you're like oh wow like and if you do something yeah like that and you don't feel any difference maybe you're just not being as sensitive to what, what's coming out of you either on the good days or the bad days but i just find it so much easier to parent from a place of patience and love and stuff like that rather than frustration and anger <laughs> trying yeah. to get out, get out the door on time. Yeah. It's um it's been a season of a lot of spinning plates as I've described it and that's in all areas, right? It's um it's it's spinning plates at home. There's the constant the constant grind of maintaining a home with two children in it and doing the finances and or the house work or the whatever, all, all the things that are associated with that. And then there's also obviously the, the work side of things as well and the marriage and, and wanting to do some things that we, that I want to do. I want to do this, right? Like one of the yeah. goals that uh, we have shared is, is uh, we want to do 50 episodes in a year. Um, we want to make sure we do it consistently and, stick to it. And, and, and that's, that's the thing that we want to do. Right. Uh, it's important. It's important that I set aside time for what we call boys night yeah. <laughs> every other, every other week to spend some time together to do, to just, yep, this is a good time to recharge with friends. It's all of those things, but they're all, I, I am struggling in this season to not see them all as spinning plates and all things that I need to do. I think that it's better to back up for a second for me and think about, but like, why, why is this important? Right? Why is it important? It's not just a checklist of stuff I got to do to check the box and move on with my life. These habits support the goals that are supporting a lifestyle and a way of being that I want in my life. I don't want to get up and read my devotional and try to write in a journal, which I am garbage at. I'm so bad at writing <laughs> in journals just because, yes, I set the goal to do that this year. But rather because I know if I start my heart in prayer and in reflection and thinking about my girls, whatever that looks like, 
I'm going to step into my relationships with them when they are fallen apart at the seams emotionally for some reason or another because five-year-old i i won't (laughs) rise to that emotional level i can see what it is and love like hopefully the father has loved me that's that's the goal (laughs) because i want my kids to experience that yeah i think it's really important too like you're saying we're thinking about why and people make goals for i mean the goals are different but the 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 point of them is the same and it's to say i'm i'm currently at this place but I want to be farther along or closer to whatever it is, right? I think the very cool thing and powerful thing about goals is they can, they really do, if you make them well and measurable, they really do show, okay, where are my, where are my values? Because as one of my favorite pastors always used to say, when your values are clear, your decisions are easy. Well, if I value waking up really early in the morning, like, my decision of watching this extra episode or staying up too late or not doing it's it's really sort of showing me right, where is where are these desires just like kind of wishes or are these really determining the direction of where we're going and how how are we seeing movement along that and i think as dads that's something that at least well maybe i'll just say as of men it it's it's really important to feel like we're moving somewhere with something and work and fitness and all these other areas of life that are measurable and you can see them and they have status behind them and all these things. It's, I find it very easy to wake up and thinking about, okay, what am I doing today with work yep. to move myself forward, to move this business forward, you know, and like how early I start thinking about silly things in the morning that are wrapped up in that kind of world and we need to have that same i need to have i want to have that same desire in being a dad that hey i've i'm not the kind of dad i want to be and and here's the steps that i want to take to be a better dad put it down on paper make it measurable and then share it with a friend I'll, i'll send you mine or you can send me yours where somebody can at least hold us accountable to saying like yeah we're not going to be perfect we're going to mess up but if we don't have, you know, we don't have a goal, we're not going to, you miss it 100% of the time. Who says that? Wayne Gretzky? Yeah. Also, also um, Scott? I don't know. Yeah. You, you yeah. miss 100% of the shots you don't take? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you the miss un- 100%. The unaimed arrow hits its target every time. I don't know. Something. There we go. Yeah. You draw attention to a really important thing for me, which is that <clears throat> I am, I am terrible at doing things by myself. I'm bad at it. I'm bad at doing things. Uh, Jordan, on the other hand, my wife, she'll set a goal. She'll stick to it. She'll do it, you know, no matter what. And who cares what anybody says? Who cares what's going on? Who cares if she really should not work out that morning because of whatever? She's like, all right, no, I have decided that I'm working out every day this week. And so I'm going to do it. Yeah, for Uh, sure. One of my favorite things about her really cool yeah it's really and not me at all (laughs) um left to my own devices i tend to i tend to flounder on things that i do i just do better in community that's just really what it comes down to i just do better in community when it comes to a lot of this stuff and so when i'm thinking about goals specifically doing things with people and doing that kind of accountability where it's like they don't have to be the same goal but being able to have conversations surrounding it, share when it's difficult, 
not be super legalistic about it, have a little grace for it. All that is really helpful for me because if it's really legalistic and I screw up, then it's like, ah, might as well be done, you know? Yeah. Or like someone checks in and you're like, yes, I did do this. Of course. Absolutely read it today. (laughs) Yeah. Hey, well, I appreciate your transparency with that. A lot of people find that difficult to, you know, admit or admit or just seeing themselves that like, man, being self-motivated is really difficult. Everyone wants to think the best of themselves. And it's definitely something that I, when nobody's watching, it's like, how, how well do I do? And in some areas better than others, but it's difficult when, when there's, you know, there is nothing but yourself to yeah. to stay there. And so appreciate that I don't transparency. Think I, and, and it is way more fun. It's way more fun. It's way more fun. I think that I just don't think that very many people are built to do things themselves. Um, I think it's a double-edged sword too. Like the expectation you have other people to also be able to hold themselves to the standard that you have is challenging. I, I, I feel that it probably stems from a lot of stuff. It's that it's, I've gravitated to certain areas of exercise, certain areas of projects or teams or whatever that, that really value a non-individual contributor mindset, right? Martial arts was an individual sport, but you did it with 20 other people in the room. And it was still, you know, a team atmosphere. And I think that that is, that's a, a big part of where I come from with that. And that's what I, I, I have found is extraordinarily helpful for me in in all areas it was exercise for sure but you know doing the same reading plan as somebody and touching base on it is huge you know maybe not being in a book club but being able to be like all right i've been reading this one how has that been going for you like that kind of thing to be able to do some sort of mental goal really huge being able to say yes i actually prayed outside of each of my kids rooms before i went to bed that night and it was really powerful, and this was my experience with it with somebody else and sharing that is helpful for me too. Yeah, and you not only is it helpful for you, but it's like you rob them of your testimony by mm. not sharing. Like we, we we rob one another of the testimony of here's something that was powerful that's been really helpful or really cool or this is actually something that's really difficult. And I love that example of martial arts because we are better together, and it's not like – it's not like Justin is a better martial artist because there's 19 other people in the room, but it's all 20 of us are getting better because we're able to see and be encouraged and to learn one lesson. One person makes a mistake and then your your sensei, your dojo, your master, what do you call him? <laughs> uh, yeah, you, you can call him whatever you want. But, call uh, whatever I want. Yeah. Uh, you're... Uh, your teacher instructor. can just say, go with instructor. instructor. I'll go with the instructor. Your instructor can say, hey, look and see what happened here. These two are doing this. And then all, you know, all 20 people are now better. They're better at whatever that lesson was. So, Right. I didn't do team sports, but, um, but uh, training for Black Belt was very similar experience to that where you will succeed together or you will fail together. Like that was kind of a experience that we had with that which is like if one of you screws up doing the things you're not supposed to do not necessarily the moves or anything but acting out of turn or 
not being respectful or not showing up, the entire group gets to pay for it by doing extra push-ups or having to clean the studio or doing whatever. Like that was like an experience that we had. Wow. That was, I felt really show really shines a light on what I, how I feel like community works, right? We work together, we succeed together, we fail together because at the end of the day, if you believe like we do, uh, one body, right? Like, I if if I am if I have the opportunity to come alongside somebody that I care about or that has been put in my life to be alongside me and support that or be supported by them and give them the opportunity to support me because that's the other half of it right I'm sometimes mm-hmm. real bad at giving somebody the opportunity to support me um then I've failed before I've even started really like it's the, I've I've really screwed the pooch on that one not giving that opportunity to somebody or not taking that opportunity to say we can legitimately address these goals, set up new habits, build relationship, be called to something bigger than just the rinse, wash and repeat that can happen without a mark that you're aiming toward. So let's, uh, let's, let's get this a little more pointed to dads here. Do you, cause I'm loving everything we're talking about goals. Do you have anyone in mind you can think of where you're like wow they really have nailed goals maybe on a whole but also like i don't know have you met anyone who's like oh i've had these goals for my kids or i've had these goals to grow in a relationship with them and has has been encouraging to you like or basically i'm asking why why are we you and i both specifically thinking about goals with our kids because as i think about it i don't know if i have that specific person in mind yeah a specific person i can think of like examples of times of people right my dad made it a goal one year my brother's senior year who's he's five years younger so he was the only kid in the house right yeah i was i was graduated from college by the time he was in his senior year of high school he made it a, a goal of his to go to as many basketball games and practices as possible i don't know if he missed many or any practices that year and and my dad was um uh, he he had a lot of responsibility at work is the best way to put it I think, yeah. uh, and so it was a it was a decision and a pointed decision to do that in that season. I've seen others that that set that have a goal or a habit I don't a practice a discipline of meeting together every single week or whether it's for accountability or for Bible study or whatever, it's a standing meeting that people show up to and people are there all the time. And it's, it's pretty incredible to see those types of things because those types of pockets, because I don't think anybody does it well, whole cloth, but those types of pockets are, are things that I get pretty encouraged to think, what are the pockets of things that I do well? What are the pockets of things I don't do well? So I'll give an example of one thing I think we do really well as a family. There's not many families that do what we do in this way. I won't say that I, that it's something I think we do well. I think it's something that I really enjoy and I find gives us a really great opportunity to be connected as a family is we sit down to dinner at the table basically every night, which is not necessarily how I grew up. I think we ate together quite a bit, but we usually ate standing around the bar, doing whatever we were going to do around the island, whatever, and, and or we were on the go, sports or activities or whatever. But Jordan and I since we've been married and when the kids were born, we have sat down to dinner basically every night. They'll wait for me to get home. If I have to work a little late, sometimes every once in a while they'll eat before me, but like out of 
call it 350 days that we're in the same house together at the same time and there's not something going on, 330 of them were eating together, which is pretty, I, I had never really thought about it much. It's pretty wild. <laughs> like it's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I think it's awesome for us because we get to, even though this is a challenging season for food in our family, it's like pulling <laughs> teeth to get these children to eat. It's worth it because it's like our kids know and or Layla knows and Briar will know. Like it's dinner time. We do dinner as a family. Things like that around meals are really cool because they get to see whoever prepared it, put time and effort into it. They get to see that the, you know, the time is set. It's uh, reliable. Dad's reliable. Mom's reliable. You're going to be there unless, you know, like you said, someone's out of town or something like that. Just the whole picture of it, you know, that the table's there, stable. It's just such a staple of a staple home and a beautiful picture of it's not always going to be easy. Now it's going to be pretty. Now it's going to be your favorite meal, but it's always going to be here. And I think those are the things as we kind of think about goals or habits or, or, or these things of like our kids are little now, what are we implementing that they won't even understand or really grab a hold of until they are out of your house? Like you're planting the seeds of, of stability, the seeds of hard work. You're, you know, Jordan's planting seeds of like preparing and producing something for people to enjoy. And those are huge, amazingly like transformative and formative habits that you will not see the rewards of for 18 more years. And it's, I don't know, is that difficult for you to think about that? Or is that encouraging? Or is it like... Yeah, um, I think that where it gets, it's encouraging to think about that for the things we do well. And it's difficult to let my mind go to the things that I want oh, to do better. Oh, yeah. Damn. Right? So, well, I think that we do dinner very well, even if it's challenging in spurts and seasons. I think that we do the end of our night. We don't finish as well as we start all the time, not consistently, right? Or start the evening even. We go through fits and spurts of it, but like we just, it tails too close to bedtime. Like we don't have a good routine or bedtime routine that gives us the opportunity to read a book or do a devotional before bed or whatever. It's more of a mad rush to make sure that we're in bed at a reasonable time for the kids <laughs> so that they're not absolute nightmares the next day. Yeah. That's something that I think about really a lot right now is like, oh man, Layla's five and bedtime is an absolute crapshoot of what of what it's going to look like. Basically, the very end of it is almost always the same. I'll lay down with her in bed for a little while and pray and, and stay with her for a few minutes and then and then we'll leave. And that's that's a good end, but like everything leading up to then is like the Wild West. <laughs> Honestly. Yeah. Again, thank you for your transparency. Yeah, I know definitely it never's gonna look look perfect and beautiful, but I guess you're right. That is a important encouragement to to think about, okay, the good things that we do, we're not going to see the fruit of for 18 years. Well, hey, the, these bad habits are the things that we might be avoiding that are difficult. They're also going to bear fruit in 18 years. And yeah, and not to be like a downer because I don't think that yeah. hey, having rough nighttime routines or in a rough season is going to make your daughter a horrible person or you have no relationship no. with her. Yeah, sometimes we... No, but if I'm not intentional about it, what's going to happen, right? Yeah. And that's kind of the way that I've been thinking about this goals conversation. If we are not intentional about the things that we're doing. I mean, I can say this about work all the time. It's really easy to 
do in a structured environment like that. If you don't have a plan for what you're going, if you don't know what you care about or what you're driving toward, you're not going to ever get there. Like it's never going to happen. I talk to people about that all the time, but then I get (laughs) home and it's like mad rush to bedtime, even though I'm like, I hate this. This is the worst. (laughs) Like, I don't want to do it like this. (laughs) Yeah. And sometimes it's that sort of thing where you're like, what are you actually like Katie and I will ask ourselves like, what are we going to do about this? Right. And sometimes What's it's next like, on this one? <laughs> it's like, uh, I don't know. Like I literally <laughs> don't know. We've, yeah. So I definitely can feel, <laughs> can feel that sometimes maybe it's just working through it and, and staying sensitive to what, what our kids needs are, um, in those seasons. But yeah, so give me definitely. Is. So give me one good one, one good habit that you love looking at right now in your family habit, tradition, whatever. Yeah. And then on the flip side, after we talk about that for a minute, I also want to hear about one that you're like, okay. Yeah. Okay. This I is, this is where I'm turning my focus to when we're turning this recording off. Yep. <laughs> okay. So one, one good one for us is, and this didn't change until we moved. So Katie and I made a big move from Washington state to Tennessee in the last year. One of the things that we told ourselves when we moved was we wanted to set a really good habit around the Sabbath, around taking a, a day of rest and trying to honor it as best we could. So as of June of 2022 to, you know, here, the beginning of 20, 2023, we're definitely not batting a thousand, but we're we're way up there, like 80, probably like 80, 85% of our Saturday like? nights. So like pretty traditional. Uh, sundown on Saturday to sundown on Sunday is rest. So it is, and it is like all good things. So uh, it's naps for everybody if they want it. It's um, board games with the kids. It's a movie night. Uh, we try and do things as a family, but it's like, okay, it's difficult with the baby because he requires quite a bit of work. So it's kind of like Sunday morning, I'll wake up with Maze and Katie gets to sleep in and then uh, we go to church. Our church doesn't start till a little bit later. So uh, we go to church and then Maze goes down for his nap. And then that's like my, you know, couple hours I get a nap or do whatever. And um, it has been super sweet for a whole family. And we don't do the, what we don't do the best of is talking to our boys about what it means or why we're doing it. It's yeah. just like, yeah, we're not going to go. We're not going to go here because of this reason. We're starting to get into now it's, and this is tough. So we haven't, we haven't done it yet, but you know, you get your kid in first grade or whatever, and someone has a birthday party and it's on some of them on, on Sunday. We said yes to the last one, which is not like a huge deal, but it's not, we're trying to be like, we don't go anywhere and we don't like everything's, everything's at home. And it's sweet because you do take a lot of stress out of life where it's like getting three kids in the car is like annoying. Yeah. Yeah. So the fruit of that has been, I think, most apparent in Katie and I's marriage rather than with our kids, um, which could be a better focus. So that would be one thing that I think we do well that is fun and I'm excited to do better because there's definitely room for growth there. But in terms of a recent habit, that has added a ton of value to our family. That would be, that would be top of the list for us. Yeah. That's, that's a really, it's a really interesting one. It's a, it's so traditional that it's non-traditional. I would say, <laughs> you know, 
And the more serious you take it, the more traditional, yeah. I guess, you, you are where you're like, yeah, we're not going to do anything. The more, not legalistic it is, but the more like almost life-giving it is to, it's, it's yeah, it's completely backwards to what you think. It's not boring. It's it's really yeah. fun and sweet. That's awesome. And it's I think that's an interesting, yeah, it's an interesting thing for me to think about because we we don't do that at all. Like, not at all. Um, and I don't know if that's something that I would want to do in that same way, but I think it would be a really helpful thing to set aside some time for sometimes, you know, um, I, I don't know what that looks like, but I think that it's kind of encouraging to hear that it's like, Oh, okay. Like there's a way to do this that is very life giving or affirming or whatever for the family at large. Absolutely. And for me specifically, I am a, a doer and I am a yes man. So for right. all seven years of Wesley's life, I have been doing something or saying yes to people every weekend. You know, whether it's even right. yes to saying fun, good things that I'm excited to do, right? It's like I say yes and we go and we do. And it was like, it led to a, I mean, probably outside of. Yeah, I don't know. It just led to a lot of tension between Katie and I because I like to go and I like to do and I like to be around people and I like to say yes. So if anyone's moving, needed help on a project, needed anything to go, like I just said yes. And so for me specifically, it has been huge because it gives me the freedom to say no and, and for one day and no to even myself. Like I'm not doing my own projects, things like that. So right. it's definitely – and there's sacrifices to it. Things take longer. Like if I don't get to mowing the lawn, which is a big project around here, it's like, okay, it's got to be the next week, you know, which is right. almost frustrating, but it, it has been, it's, it's been good. It's been good. Um, yeah. Something that has been not good that we are working on <laughs> actively. Uh, it would be screen time for us. Screens. Is like, it's difficult. It is difficult. Yeah. A lot of screen time. And then we have implemented this. We Our kids watched uh, children's YouTube. You know, I, can, I yeah. can strongly say that it has saved a lot of headaches. But I have been working with the youth group at our church. And these are like good kids. And I, I know YouTube, I, I, I use YouTube all the time for things that I enjoy. So I don't, I don't get to talk trash, but these young men, like middle school men, are, boys are watching these like YouTube stars who literally make millions of dollars by just being like menaces in society. And yeah. the more, the more ridiculous they act, the more money they get, the more clicks and views. And there's like yeah. no repercussions to what they do. And I have, I ran a youth group like five years ago and, and I've kind of been in and out of it for four years or whatever and just now getting back into it. And just in that short period of time, the influence that I've seen change these middle school kids is is drastic. And I don't say that as like a, a warning to parents anyway or anything like that or to say that it, my kids are going to avoid it, but it is eye-opening. So we got rid of, deleted all those uh, apps, the YouTube apps, but still screen time in general. We How did that go? Uh, surprisingly well. 
Like Good. surprisingly, like, and I told him, I said, Hey, just, we're just not going to do this anymore. And here's why. And I don't know if they're just like able to be distracted by something else just as, sure. <laughs> but it went a lot better than I thought it would be. And it just it helps with a lot of peace of mind for us. But that is, yeah, still, even with that, it's like we, and Katie and I do a lot of screen time. I work on a computer. I like to play video games with Wesley. Not often, but, you know, we enjoy Mario Kart together. You know, whenever I hang out with you, it's on a screen. When I'm, yeah. I read on a screen, I work uh, in in the field on an iPad. Like, my life is screens that I've got to, you know, figure out my own issues with that. But um, for the children, it has been a just an easy out, you know. It is. And I think that that's um, it's such a fine line because uh, they're so necessary to like function in society to your point of needing it for work or like the only way i mean t- 20 years ago you would have moved to tennessee and it would have been like well see see you sometime <laughs> you know like that would have been it right and now we get to see each other usually once, w- once or twice a week yeah. minimum right, right? Uh, and we talk several times a week yeah in a way that we would not have been able to do 15 20 years ago yeah and so there's there's things i love about technology i mean when the pandemic hit and we got to still hang out with each other like every week yeah uh even though we were in the northwest and locked inside of our house for two months (laughs) which was it's challenge it was hard it was it was exhausting yeah Uh, but like the screens gave us some help with that for sure um but then we, I look at Layla and she's like, anytime she's feeling a little bit sad, down, sick, tired, whatever, I want to watch a show. It's like, okay. Yeah. There's a line between those things where right. it's like, I, we don't want to go so far to say no screens ever because then we're not setting up our kids for success in the way the world is going to be. But also, I see people, teenagers in my life that are staying up till two o'clock in the morning watching TV like most nights before they have to wake up for school at six because they can and they have their own phones and whatever. And I'm like, I, it just hurts my heart. <laughs> honestly, truly. That's just it's being like, a teenager, not... bro. But I, but like we weren't allowed to, I mean, we dinked around and did a whole bunch of stuff. But it's like on a Wednesday, did you hang out till two o'clock right. in the morning in your room watching TV? No, you did not. <laughs> no. You know what I mean? Because that wasn't an option back then. Yeah, it right. just wasn't. I would it's have. A different though. world. I won't say that I, I would have. I, oh, I absolutely. Sure. And I well, dude, I do it now. Jordan's out of town. Yeah. You kidding me? <laughs> I can watch a movie, play a video game. Right. Like it's like, oh crap, what time is it? Um, yeah, no, that that happens now, and I'm a grown man. Yeah. Um. So that's this uh, your screen time thing is is well taken as a thing to be conscientious of. One yeah. thing that we used to do that I need to do better of because I, I mentioned waking, starting the right way, right? Mm-hmm. Like starting first. There's um a book I've started, but I'm not even remotely close to being ready to talk about. I'm gonna butcher if I ever start doing it. Is um, uh, Habits of the Household uh, by uh, Justin Whitmill Early. It's pretty good so far. But I'm only at the very beginning. The first habit is the habit of waking. And I'm only halfway through that chapter. And both of them, both of the things have been really good. But the one that's really stuck out to me is um, the first thing you should run to in the morning is scripture and not your smartphone was basically what the what the habit is. Start your day with scripture, not your smartphone. Yeah. 
And one thing that Jordan, Jordan is so old school, but so ahead of her time with some of this stuff. She, she says, I think we need to keep our phones in the bathroom. And we did that for months and months and months. Maybe did it for a year. Super helpful for ending the day well and starting the day well for our family or for our marriage. Yeah. But I, we stopped doing that for numerous reasons that no longer hold water. I think anymore. They were like, you know, keep track of the baby monitor stuff reasons that we don't really need to do anymore. Now the Briar's a little older. So I, I think that new habit for me that I want to restart is similar to your screen time one, which is, I think I'm just going to put my phone in the bathroom. Just yeah. Put it, plug it in in there. Turn it on loud. It's fine. I think the rough part about the screen time with the kids for me, the boys for me is instead of allowing them to come be with mom or dad to do stuff, Cause it's like, yeah, buddy, like I'm going to go mow the lawn and they like to come out and they like to ride. We got a riding mower and they all like to ride on it and like to try it and all these things. And it's like, you're going to make this already. We got a couple acres. You're going to make this already, you know, four hour job into six, which is, it's sometimes it can't happen. But how many times do I'm like, oh, I'm going to do a project and I give the boys a screen rather than like come watch dad do this project or let's struggle through this project together. Cause the truth yep. is they want to, they want to be with dad. They want to be with doing what dad's doing, but it's like, how often do, do I not want them? And I do, I like doing a lot of things with them, but in terms of, it's like, oh, I really got to get this thing done. So it's almost like this convenience factor for me rather than not, not is it's a hundred percent a convenience factor for me to, like I said, sort of live, live for me and, and make that, that part of my life easier. So yeah, definitely got to work on that with the kids and, and put my phone in the bathroom. Apparently <laughs> Dude, I'm telling you it's silly. It's silly sounding out loud, but I think that I definitely feel encouraged to do that today in a way that I haven't in a while is all right. It's really easy to, you know, doom scroll look at my work look at my no usually it's it's like a work email or a little bit of research i'm doing or i should pay this bill and i could do that on my phone or whatever like it's it's a million and one things that i start my day with a checklist yeah or busyness or effort when i really should start my day centered and focused on my priorities you know by the way my dad has always said it is god first marriage second kids third everything else after that yeah and when i don't start my day with that mindset set up in that way i don't set myself up to succeed with that mindset yeah it's not something i do well at (laughs) for sure not all the time at least what's your one habit if we talk next week and we get together and we say okay I was, I tried to do this mm-hmm. all week long. What's it going to be? Okay. Try to do this all week long. Dang. That's a good one. So I, mine's easy because I'm just putting my phone in the bathroom. You're just putting your phone in the bathroom. I am. Gonna, That's it. I'm not going to say every day, but I, I've had this goal for five. It's five for seven is what, what it is on my mm-hmm. thing written to read with the boys, the two big boys. Yes. So I read. Uh, we were we were starting out great, man, and it was fantastic. And then it was like everything else. 
sort of a thing. My favorite book series, we have to say. You're reading my favorite book series. There's nothing I'm more excited about than know that your boys are being read Redwall by Brian Jocks. Yes, (laughs) it's fantastic. And I'm trying to read. It's fun because I'll read them. I'll read a chapter with them and then I go to my bed and then I read the next one to try and practice my voices and trying to think yeah, about things going on. I got to work on my moles, man. My moles are rough. Yeah, well, practice makes perfect. Yeah. <laughs> so it's fun with the boys, but it's, yeah, lately, I would say the last two weeks is probably, I think we've done it twice sort of a thing. And that's just like late nights and not making it a priority. But before that, we were doing pretty good. So we're, we're in book two already of it. Sorry, book two of book one, but. Oh, nice. Yeah. So uh, five for seven with the boys this week. Five for seven with the boys reading. Yep. All right. I'm into it. Yeah, I love it. I think for anybody who might be thinking where to start, it's basically just start anywhere, you know? Um, Yeah. Just start and fumble your way through it. But the, the only bad decision is to not act on anything. And that's not any sort of wisdom from either of us. That's just what everyone else who's smart says. Um, that's, that is true. And anyone who's done anything good has a plan or is disciplined in some way. It's never too late to start. And I think it's important that we take this idea of, of or not idea, this responsibility of being a father, of being a dad, and putting some measurable goals behind it and then sharing it with a friend. I'm into it. Yeesh. Dude, do you got time for a hot take or are we too are we going too long here? We could do a hot take. All right, quick one. This will be a quick one. Um and I kinda already mentioned it. Uh birthdays. Justin, do we make too big uh-huh. of a deal of kids' birthdays? Go. Yes. <laughs> uh <laughs> all right, that's all fun. Yeah. yeah, that's it. Uh no, yeah, absolutely. Um we I love birthdays. I love celebrating birthdays. I love doing birthdays. Um, but I think that one thing that I struggle with is if we make it so busy for us as parents to do all the things and make it all as special as possible, two things inevitably happen. One is that we are wiped and do not enjoy it as much as we had wanted to. And two is they're kids and they don't recognize all the effort in the way that you want them to. <laughs> And it's not as special to them as you think you can make it, especially when they're young as our kids, right? I mean, I have some birthdays that I fondly and vividly remember as I was older. And so, like, what we do is, or what I do, is I take the day off for both girls' birthdays every year um, I have so far. And we don't plan any events with, I mean, we might do a little something in the evening for Layla this time, but, like, the daytime is not like a big family birthday party or anything like that anymore. It's no mom, dad, two girls are going to go and do something together for the birthday. And it's going to be an enjoyable, special experience for us. We're going to celebrate you and we're going to, that's going to be enough for us. And then what we've done this year, we just started it this year with Layla and I don't know if it'll continue. She's in the right age to do it. It's saying like, we love that you love her. And the thing that will be most special to her is instead of doing a big party where she's rarely going to talk or speak to you or whatever, 
is take her out. Just take her out this week for her birthday. And if you want to go and have dinner and do bowling or a movie or paint pottery or whatever the heck you want to do, it's totally fine. She will love it and she will love the time with you. So we've kind of adjusted to making this massive big deal to how do we make it relationally special? Wow. That's cool. Katie and I could not be any more opposite on birthdays. (laughs) Could not be any more opposite. And part of me is so happy and grateful that, well, obviously that I'm married to my wife because she's amazing in so many ways. Yeah, okay, keep going. One of the ways she's amazing (laughs) is like they, she makes a big deal out of things, which is so sweet and special that our boys get to wake up and like on valentine's day she puts together a little basket for him and all these little fun things that she just she's so good at it and it's like a huge love language for her to to love our boys well but this year we didn't do a big birthday for wesley and part of it was like new in town it was like a weird thing going on with school and timing and how and thanksgiving so i was like hey we should just go have it at mcdonald's like McDonald's play place. And Wesley was uh-huh. like, yes, mom, can we please? And she was like, she was like, no, I'm not inviting, <laughs> inviting our friends or people from your school to a McDonald's play place birthday. She's like, what is this? 1997. It's going to be like hypodermic needles in the ball pit or something. So, yeah. Um, but she, yeah, I think you're right that the kids don't understand it and they would be cool with whatever. And, and sometimes parents, we make it way more about us than them. But that is uh, that is true. Well, thanks, buddy, for chatting today, and thank you for listening to uh, the Love Dad podcast. We've been having fun doing this. This is uh, the seventh episode that we've recorded, and it's been a blast. We've so. been having a lot of fun doing this Love Dad thing. We we have started kind of talking about uh, social medias, but we Justin and I have spoken. And realized we're never gonna do that 100 percent at least right now. We're so bad at we're it. So bad we're at so it. bad at it. <laughs> it was like something where it's like, hey, should we do this? I guess, because that's what you're supposed to do. But we're basically we would love if you're listening and find this fun or encouraging to share with somebody, and then we will put an email. Yeah. And- uh we have an email address yes. already. Uh of course we do, because I'm me. Um <laughs> And it is lovedadpod at gmail.com. So uh, one of the things that would be wonderful is, like Freddie said, if if you want to share it with somebody and pass around, we would be open and love that, obviously. But if, also, if you're thinking about anything fatherhood-related, parenting-related, whatever, anything that is something that you would be think would be an interesting topic for us to talk about, um, not only would we love to hear your feedback um but we'd love to interact with you in that way and kind of get your thoughts on it so uh email us at lovedadpod uh at (laughs) gmail.com and uh hey buddy i love you love you man thank you so much thank you laters dear layla one of the most incredible traits a person can have is generosity and you have it in spades it doesn't matter if it's a bite of your cookie a toy a drawing or a hug You truly enjoy giving to those that you love. My prayer is that God will grow that generosity in you so that you may always experience the joy that comes with giving. I love you with all of my heart. Love, Dad.